Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, and as always, thank you so much for joining us. If you're new here, if you've listened before, we appreciate all you so much. Thank you for uh, tuning in once again or for the first time. If this is your first time, we are a podcast about creators of all sorts, whether it's uh, art, music, photography, film, dance, acting, uh, you name it. If it's anything creative and you do it or someone you know does it, hit us up. We're easy to get in touch with. If you're listening, I'm sure you could find us if you can't. At Colt underscore sure underscore on Instagram's best way to reach out. And yeah, if you want to be interviewed or know someone that would be interested, drop us drop us a line. We're uh we're always on there. So you get a hold of us pretty fast. By that I mean me. I act like there's a team of like 30 trained like professional podcasters, but there isn't. There's me and then there's Matt who edits. And we're we're best friends, so we work very leisurely. I'm Anyway, we're going on tangents here. We're going to dive right into this week's episode. And we are joined this week by Janelle Lissette. And I didn't fuck it up. Hooray! See, it's all in the belief. <laughs> I, I, I won't lie. I strained so hard sitting there. I'm like, Lissette, Lissette, Lissette. <laughs> How's it that going? It's going great. Um, I'm having having a good new year, you know. Uh, Thinking about new projects upcoming. How how are you? Not too bad. Just about the same. It's rolling <laughs> out the, you know, the shit I was already working on and just thinking about, all right, this year I'm I'm going harder than I did last year. So oh, like yeah. already spitballing and putting things in that's motion. So that's uh that's keeping me going so far in this new year. That is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. It feels like so much is happening so fast. Like I, I just remember like last year thinking like I get a lot of uh photo memories that pop up, and I like to take a lot of pictures of um different pieces of art, and I tend to like go on tangents with it because I'll be like, oh, I remember when this art reminded me of this art. Let me dig up this art, and it's just yeah, it's just funny because then I just kind of like harass my roommates about it. <laughs> so yeah. I was seeing like stuff in my memories and I was like reminiscing like that as well. And then last night I was like unwinding and all that. And I'm just got baked as shit, put on wrestling. Cause it was Wednesday. AEW was on. Yeah. And then it was like the pat. I realized it was a year since a wrestler. I really like passed and they start doing a tribute. Now when oh. I'm supposed to be relaxed, I'm just cheering up, tearing up in bed. I'm like, oh. Damn it. I'm just like, what did I do? And then I'm like, where did the year go? And it was a downward spiral of ugly crying for like two minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my goodness. I did not know wrestlers could bring people to cry, but I, you know, that's, that's a, that's a moment, <laughs> you know, it's one of those, it's like, the the story with it. it's just like yeah oh, shit. and they're they're showing like they're not doing like the highlight reel to creed that they would always mm -hmm. do in the early 2000s it was like mm -hmm. a highlight reel of his career but then him with his family and i'm like oh shit don't bring wow. the family into this let me see him like bleeding and like beating the crap out of people like right. let me see some meat slapping meat 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get what you mean. I yeah, I remember like the older movies, um, like like the Rocky series and whatnot. Oh my goodness, like this household loves Rocky. Um, I grew up on Rocky. I've I've seen that whole like one through like six. I want to say like ten times. Like you know, you, you just gotta like kind of watch those kind of movies. I enjoy like the inspirational like the termination aspect of it. It's very like. It's very awe-inspiring, especially with the soundtracks that they choose. I believe um, I, I, uh, they were going to actually use a, another song instead of Eye of the Tiger for um, Rocky, but I, I forget. It was like another like famous song, but um, they were basically like, no, we don't want you to use our song for the movie, which is ironic because Eye of the Tiger is now notorious for, you know, being associated with Rocky and you just imagine like that other company just like oh why did we say no <laughs> i'm trying to think of like what song could it have been like I know, you know, just right? rocky's train shit to the limits yeah or, like maybe. what other like cheesy song could be but as you said like eye of the tiger so iconic yeah because of that it's hmm. uh, it's stuff like that amazes me yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to check that out after like after the pod and everything because I totally want to know now because I never knew there was supposed to be another song. Mm -hmm. So why don't you introduce for the people that know you or don't know you, just introduce <laughs> yourself and just give a brief little rundown of who you are, what you do. Um. So I'm Janelle Lissette. Um. Uh, for the most part right now, I'm I'm working in a restaurant. Um, I'm working on doing some online courses for graphic design in terms of like career. Um, I do enjoy that field for the aspect of being able to uh, have a balance of thinking productively and also thinking creatively. Um, on my personal level, I am trying to work on uh, more poetry. Um, I have about like 50 poems in my phone. Um, some are long, some are short, but a lot of them I think about while I'm taking a shower. I always have good ideas in the shower. It's weird. And <laughs> I don't know. It reminds me of that scene from iCarly where she's like, where are you going? And he's like, to take a shower. And he, she's like, why? And he's like, I always have good ideas in there. And I'm just like, wow, like I am I'm a little bit like a Spencer, but <laughs> so you do poetry you also mm -hmm. do i know art and that's why mm -hmm. I, that's the first thing i knew but you're also a musician as well you told yeah. me and yes. i didn't know this so <laughs> you literally dabble in a little bit of everything it sounds mm -hmm. i um i i when i started young i was intrigued by anime um i remember watching one of the first naruto intros on cartoon network and being like whoa like who's that kid with yellow hair and why she's got pink hair and i started taking like youtube tutorials from mark curly um with very basic anime how to's um eventually i like branched from there and I went to uh, realism and I got into realism so much that I ended up like running. This is like when I was like in high school at this point. And I remember like running around my school and like asking all my friends, like, can I draw you? Can I draw you? And um, to this day, I still have that sketchbook and I still have those portraits of those people. So it's kind of like nice to look back on. Um, <clears throat> it's like your eventually, own yearbook. I know it's really interesting because it's like I 
it, it's it's a strange style to me now. It looks practically foreign because I'm like a mixture of like realism and abstract now to the point where it's like, uh, it's not that typical graphite black and white portrait anymore like it once was. And it's interesting to see that. Um, I know a lot of great artists like Picasso actually started like that as well. Um, when he was in his 20s, his portraits were so actually realistic. And as you know, Picasso's more famous paintings are so abstract of like the human body. Like you'll have women with like two eyes going sideways or a nose in the wrong place. That's not right. And it's just interesting to see how they get there. And I kind of feel like I'm getting there on that path. <laughs> that yeah. It's like what I've seen in your work on uh, Instagram and everything. It is very like the realism's there, but with like the bright colors and all that, it's very like... Mm -hmm abstract stained glass look like it's it's yeah. unique and it's it's cool and like you do um like not only paintings and stuff but like the comics mm -hmm. and everything like yeah. comic style which yes. is like i um i originally got the comic style inspiration from a college um portfolio look through so there was a week during my college where multiple colleges would be visiting us and they'd be checking out our art portfolios and giving us like gentle critiques and you know like if we were interested in their colleges information about them etc um and i remember it, it, i like really like held it to my heart where someone said you have a very nice narrative look to your art i really like this like storytelling aspect i really think you should try like a comic style look and i just like ran with that and i, I actually have like kind of a, a mini series going on um it's called druid and fox um features a bunch of fantasy like characters um with a lot of catharsis involved essentially but yeah so that's probably some of the stuff I was seeing on your Instagram, or is that something you're saving like for uh like to release as like a full comic itself? Um, so I believe it is uh the characters you are seeing on Instagram. I do like to share them in parts. Um, I feel like they uh it maximizes the storytelling in the way that I share them in parts. Um, because each phase in which I create the characters is uh, almost like at a, a new stage of emotional development as myself as a person. So it's like in these parts, the characters are also changing as I am changing, and it just feels more fluid and natural in that way. I, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like what musically I beat mm -hmm. myself up with music because mm -hmm. I'm like shit I haven't released a full album in this long I did covers one I'm like I right. have this song this song but then it's like I'll write a new song and it's like just like completely different to me like topic wise and all that I'm like ah I kind of just trust the process and like you're saying like no this is a different piece of me like a new piece of mm -hmm. something i'm trying to get out and express and right so, sometimes doing things in portions like that i'm finding it's a lot better whether it be art music or whatever mm -hmm. it's very good to pace yourself because i feel like um a lot of our uh, artists and musicians kind of fall in the pitfall of uh wanting to do so much and ending up burning out so quickly where you need to learn how to find a balance of like work and relax because if 
you beat yourself up too much about uh, the things that you're not able to achieve in the moment. It's kind of like taking five steps back rather than just taking two steps back so you can take 10 steps forward. You know what I mean? Um, so I... I do, I do get that, like, you know, we, we all get it as artists, that creative guilt of like, I should be making more, you know, like I am, I'm just as the same, you know, um, but that, that's kind of like sort of the reminder I tell myself, like, I think there's some pause for a reason, like something great will come out of this pause. So I try to keep my head up about it. <laughs> that's, uh, something i've been trying to do like not beat mm -hmm. myself up and mm -hmm. like i always say i love video games but i would never <laughs> play so i started picking up video games again but what did my dumb ass do and you can ask ben about this <laughs> text him hey man i bought resident evil 7 what the fuck did i do and he's <laughs> they're like <laughs> Is that the one with the family? I'm like, I don't even know. I won't go in this house. I, I'm scared. Oh, my God, it is. It is. It's the one. Oh, my God. Because I am like, oh, uh, I love like scary games and scary movies. So I sometimes I'll just be bored and I'll watch playthroughs. And I've watched the whole playthrough of all Resident Evils. Resident Evil 7 is the one with the house and the creepy family. And they're all like infested with gooey, yucky fungi-ness. And they're all monsters and gross. That's that one. So have fun. <laughs> I, see, I made the mistake of I got two stones to play it. <laughs> To the point that I turned it off to play Spider-Man, and I couldn't even play Spider-Man. I'm texting my what little I'm texting my little protege from work. He's like, "Have fun, bud," and I'm like, "Dude, I can't. I'm texting you, so I don't have to go in." Then I'm texting Ben, and they're responding, and then I'm texting Sam, and Sam's like, "Ah, oh, come on, go in, wimp, play it." I'm like, "No, you could come over. You could get the sticks, and I can see your reaction. You want to be all tough." <laughs> And it's like, I just had like a complete meltdown. Like, I'm supposed to be soothing myself. <laughs> but, but with the art and doing everything to steer it back, told you, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible with tangents. I just go off. That's okay. <laughs> I, Road to Nowhere is one of my favorite talking head songs, and it shows in my speaking. Um, nice. Good song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, now, when it comes to your art, I know you said you're starting to like dabble in digital and all that, but with the mm -hmm. stuff you do now, um, do you like do it on canvas or just paper, like kind of um, dabbling it, all? It's quite literally like anything. Like it's it's literally like I'm working on this right now. This is like a huge, huge painting. I want to say like sixteen by twenty, but um. Yeah, I'm working on some a couple of things here and there. Um, but in terms of what formats and platforms, it's kind of really anything. It could be it could be a sketchbook, it could be canvas, it could be digital. Um, I've been very like uh, versatile with the media because um, I just like variety. I guess variety is very important for me. It's I feel like it's cool too because it breaks down any sort of like barriers when it comes to art. Like not mm -hmm. limiting yourself just to canvas or pen and paper, like being mm -hmm. open to all of that. It's it's a cool mm -hmm. thing. It's yeah, like seeing your work. It was hard to tell it sometimes. I'm like, this looks like paint, but it looks like it's on paper. Is that canvas or paper? So it's like, I had to 
had to mm. ask. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I feel like some of my, uh, uh, back in like 2018, 2019, I, when I was in college, I uh, attended a couple of art classes. Um, video editing was one of those classes. So I also know like how to edit videos and whatnot. Um, but in terms of uh, like, you know, traditional style of art, uh, I remember an assignment where the teacher was asking us to paint with a stick, with a literal like stick off the ground. We had to use like ink and we had to attempt to draw the things in front of us. And it, and I was just like, like, we were all confused. Like, why is this a thing? Why is this an exercise? And the point is to learn to like think broader, think bigger, like you know, that brush, that branch really could be a paintbrush, you know, like, and I've, I've done some crazy things like since, um, in terms of like, uh, being resourceful and using alternative methods to complete projects in a mixed media way. That sounds like such an art teacher thing. All right. You're painting, <laughs> doing a painting with a stick and you're sitting there like, are, are you on acid right now? Yeah, More like than a likely. 70s, like <laughs> <laughs> More than likely. And then it's like at the end of it, you're like, shit, there was a lesson with this. And you're just waiting for like, you know, the cartoon character to come out at the end and be like, you know, <laughs> and just <laughs> give that moral lesson at the end. That's that is cool, though. It's it's always cool hearing how like teachers bring stuff like that into, you know, teaching arts and not just so much here's this here's that paint me mm -hmm. a flower yeah for sure i um i've had some like positive experiences i remember there was one teacher where we had a uh extra funding so um some new models came in for figure drawing class and that was amazing for me because it i i think it was really life-changing in, in terms of how i viewed anatomy because he expressed that you must try to look at the model like you would a bowl of fruit. Um, the, obviously, they're a person and, you know, they have, uh, you know, their essentials and whatnot, but um, they need to be seen as sort of a still life. And you try not to look at their nudity as something sexual, but as something observational. And once I kind of like registered that, um, funny enough, we were all like very far away from the model, like in a circle, like all of us were just like, yeah, no, I don't know, this person's nudie, like this is weird. <laughs> like, but as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that, as well as you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're doing something that's too comfortable, you're not, you're not pushing yourself. You're not like pushing the boundaries. So I took that as like, to like, Oh, wow. Like, I, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this opportunity again where I'm going to be able to have this. So I like took my um my canvas. I got closer and I ended up drawing at the nude model from all angles. I got high. I got low. I got like in their <laughs> face. Like I was just close up because I knew that like I need to like absorb this experience in this moment because I'm not going to get it again, you know? <laughs> it, <laughs> I, it sounds freeing as hell, though, because it's. You know, it the human anatomy, it's one of those things where it's like not one person has the same body as the other. And it's the human body is one of the most creative works of art ever. And it's like that, that, you know, we're raised with, you know, media and all that. We're made objectifying the human body so much in like disgusting ways. But not ways right. like that where it's like, no, observe every little detail. Like it's... Mm -hmm. Well, I would just picture like that 
clicking and just be like, oh, all right, cool. Just like going up and like the model just kind of in their head, just be like, what's going on here? <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't shave in between my legs. My thighs are a little hairy. <laughs> don't, don't get that detail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like painted, drawn like a live model and all that. How, like, how much different is it when it comes to actually trying to secure those details? Like, do you find yourself kind of engulfed in it more than, say, drawing a bowl of fruit or something? Like, are you kind of like into it a little more because you're, since it's like that living, breathing like person in front of you? I, I mean, yeah, I would say so because we had exercises where we would just draw like vases and things like that with said lighting and shading and whatnot. And um, th those were interesting to learn on its own. But I feel like the interest I had with the anatomy aspect was uh, the lighting and the body. Like the body is so uh, unique to each person, but at the same time, it's also formulated. And it's like you get certain shapes out of the figure with certain like form. And um, the portrait design in particular, we were using charcoal and we were using this kind of need like eraser to draw in the lighter parts of um where the light was coming from so you were you you would draw in with charcoal and then erase back to get the proper lighting of the model and that in itself is really intriguing too to add like a layer of it now like mm -hmm. i know they have those wooden like the little wooden like person that you can kind of bend yeah. every which way to draw there you go yeah now I've never used one of those. I'm very bad when it comes to drawing like people in different mm -hmm. poses and stuff. I mm -hmm. I stick to like to upper chest on up because I can't draw mm -hmm. hands, feet, nothing. Mm -hmm. Do, like uh, when you're having that live model, I don't know if you started with the wooden one before and all that, but how how hard was it to start adding those details to like the um... different poses and stuff? Well, it it wasn't, it, it kind of depended because the exercise uh, was also timed. Um, so like we would do a five minute exercise, a 20 minute exercise, a 30 minute exercise, and it would just be like a brand new drawing each time. And obviously, as you could see uh, over time, it would kind of like look like a, almost like a story because it was like you would choose different poses and like it would progress and get more and more detailed as you went along. Um, but yeah, I, it was pretty, it was, I don't know. I'm sorry. I kind of like space towers. Oh, you're, to <laughs> you're totally fine. I'm um, trying really hard to remember what I was trying to answer. <laughs> someone who interviews someone i got a word shit better sometimes no you're good I, you're I, good. Guess... I just was like oh my god the, the question's like slipping out of my head and i'm trying to like push it back in so like i also it's just been a day <laughs> yeah i mean we're doing this after you worked all day and everything so it's i don't blame you one bit i just wanted to make sure you, you're you're good oh, to no. go tomorrow so oh perfect i really appreciate that but of um, course of course uh when it comes to, to like the the little wooden models Mm -hmm. did you find like using those when it came time to start adding all the details and stuff like having after having a live model did you find that using that it started to become easier to add like 
the details to it since those are just kind of like rounded and everything and are you suggesting like with with practice with the mannequin was it was that helpful in drawing the live model kind of what came first the chicken or the egg like did that oh, help yeah, did okay. that help Definitely with the, the mannequin live... Definitely uh, the... mannequin mannequin's been around since I was about 14 years old I've this is probably like the seventh model I've had because eventually when you use them sometimes the gears will kind of like quank on me and just the limb will fall apart so I would have to you know fortunately they're not too expensive so I you know I manage or whatever but um because I might have to get one yeah 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 definitely the mannequins they're probably like 13 bucks I I, I might pick one up or I have a shit I'm a nerd that collects action figures i love yeah. it i'm open about it so i have like no, so many cool. different figurines around me and stuff that i like all right maybe i'll just start with those you know because you can pose them all different ways and everything yeah i've actually done that funny enough i've drawn a couple of my trinkets behind me um uh and i've like used like watercolor to kind of like paint them like here and there so i kind of wanted to attempt like hyper realism when i could um but funny enough, I feel like some of these, uh, like, I don't really use this as much anymore, like the mannequins anymore, um, because they, I feel like they're almost obsolete. Uh, when I learned in school, uh, the human face is, has six sides to it. And if you think about it, the cube is actually more of an accurate shape to a human face than the sphere. Because yeah. the cube has all sides. One side, two side, three side, four side, five side, six side. And you can, you're can you able to kind of depict the human face side by side a little bit more accurately. That Like place it on a cube more than a sphere. So I really think it's kind of an obsolete idea thinking. But it's definitely still helpful nonetheless. That, no, that makes complete sense. Because yeah, it's... <laughs> With a cube, you have all those different, and you could think about kind of like uh, when you're doing character creating in video games, like when you're doing the head, you turn it like the old games, like it would turn like to the side, it would turn mm -hmm. to the face and turn to the exactly. other side. So that does make a hell of a lot more sense. Where did you get the live model for the torso with the intestines coming out? The FBI would like to know. Um, the I'm actually looking at it right now. Is it the the one that's like orangey? Yeah, the the body's like orangey. The torso. I imagined like that. I didn't use a reference. I actually imagined that. Um, I kind of just uh thought about foreshortening. Um, because foreshortening is is something I try to practice occasionally. Um, and it's the technique of uh trying to alternate certain angles of a object to appear like it's at an angle in itself so you're looking at it from a certain way so certain things have to be obscure for the angle to look correct so for that uh particular drawing i started with the face and i worked my way down and then i was looking at the torso and i was like i want to kind of like do something different and i kind of just like broke it up in half and just was like oh it's like and I, I don't know it's just like a light bulb started to hit like this makes sense and it kind of just went you know <laughs> yeah that was one of the ones i saw I'm like oh this is awesome because it's being a horror fan you know i love mm -hmm. gory stuff it's so gory but not mm -hmm. gory because it's mm -hmm. like oh wow the intestines are out 
but it's not like a ew the intestines. So I was like, I was sitting looking at it for a while. I'm like, oh, I like this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, I think that one was kind of like inspired by just kind of being in like a dreamy state and constantly having like things turning in your stomach and like not in like a necessarily like bad way, but just like uh more like intuition. Um. The posture that I had for the person was like they have their arms sort of outreached behind them. Um, I typically like to draw people that have their arms outreached because it's always like reaching for something. I, I really like uh, like going, you know, going back to the anatomy. I really like body language to speak a lot because um, you can kind of tell a lot with like the way people uh, present their body language. Like what are they kind of trying to gesture with their intention and I try to reflect that in my art so that even on a like almost like subconscious level, people can kind of observe like, oh, that kind of feels like like this if I were in that situation. And it's just kind of like a really cool way that I hope um, other people can kind of relate to, like, you know, in terms of, you know, language. Do you go into like each piece like with that, you know, that kind of thought out like with everything how to how you want the body to want to be? each piece you do do you go into it with an idea or a general idea or sometimes you just grab a few colors and just start going going to town on a canvas um i i would say i'm more the i the prior that i do kind of go in with like a general idea um sometimes though I, those ideas do tend to like branch off or like go in a direction I did not plan to but it's it's I'm mean, you know I'm here for it but for the most part uh I do have a general idea and I enjoy kind of planning it out in a way that has kind of like a step-by-step -step. especially these days I'm a little bit more organized in the way I plan the layers of things and the way I see it happening um that's kind of like going back to the whole like working and pausing and working and pausing but i do i do enjoy uh kind of like challenge myself to see where the ideas go I, that's one of my issues i'm getting better with like you know with the work pause and like stuff like that where it's like all right, right i want to do all right i'm going to use spray paint for the background i'm going to do <laughs> these two colors this design Mm -hmm. and spray paint it and then sit down all right now i wanted to add these colors because they'll clash very nicely on that bag and it's like i'm trying to play it out more where it used to be sitting there with a canvas and just just squirt paint on and just start kind of swishing around like a toddler mm -hmm. but it, it did work <laughs> yeah i mean i guess the, the most recent feeling i've had to that is uh I have been like quite literally finger painting in terms of like not using a brush and I've been starting to just like do this a lot like just grab my hand and just go along the board or whatever um and I really like that because it's been giving like a really cool motion to like my newest painting um and it kind of makes the whole painting kind of like come together funny enough I'm I feel like the newest painting I'm working on is probably the most confusing I've made like even I myself am confused by it, which is why I'm so intrigued by it, because so everything I've made so far has been very like expectational of myself, even if it confuses others. But this one, I haven't even shown anybody. And I'm just so like, what it what the like, what the fuck am I like looking at? Like, but I'm, I'm here for it because um, 
there's I don't know <laughs> like it's just I'm just looking at it right now and I'm just like giggling because I'm like there's just some craziness like bananas and 90s chicks and <laughs> some like dude and I don't know just karate I don't know something's going on there but <laughs> we're, we're, yeah that's what I'm saying right you hear these words and you're like what is going on like karate bananas like but we'll see <laughs> It's, I mean, it's cool though, because when you, you make a piece that really challenges yourself, then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm doing something with this one. And you kind of right. get more like into with it. You're like, oh no, I'm along for the ride. I don't know where the hell this is going. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's very, um, it's very intriguing too, because, um, I really enjoy like more being a more of a mixed media artist than anything because i really like for example that stick project and uh going back to that like college uh tour where they were looking at our portfolios that that was one thing that was also a critique that i was told was that i would tend to stick to one media too much and it would kind of make my art pieces very detailed but like at the same time not super interesting there was nothing like um like going on past like surface level it felt and they felt like I could kind of push myself to do more and ever since then I have I've used like cotton balls I've used um glitter from old like drinking cups like I've used uh nail polish um just like very obscure things just you wouldn't think of as media but it's it's important to kind of like branch out you know <laughs> and, and in those ways like you could find all these techniques and stuff like i was doing um nice. i had this black stand for my proton pack and love ghostbusters and i had like this stand it came with but it was just black plastic i'm like this thing looks too cool to be on just a black stand so i started spray painting it but i was looking online at techniques how to get like a metal thing to it like right so like you spray paint it all silver but then where you want like chips to be like with silver exposed, you put toothpaste mm. and then you spray paint the next coat over and then like you wipe it away and it does like this metal chipping. I'll I'll send you a picture to show you what I'm talking yeah. about. But it's like I think I've seen videos of stuff like that, too, where they like repair sinks with stuff like that and like techniques like that. Yeah, It's crazy. And like it just mm -hmm. it looked perfect. I'm like. I wouldn't never have thought to put toothpaste on this. And it's like something with it, the way it works. It's, I don't know. It's hmm. one of those things that I, I knew the science when I did it, but now I forgot about it. But I'm just like toothpaste, spray paint, metal. It looks cool. <laughs> but very cool. It's with dabbling with like different things, like, you know, cotton balls and yeah. nail polish. It's, you could find new things that become part of your style. And, Mm -hmm. it's resourceful as all hell too yeah i am um, i've seen a lot of i follow a lot of artists as well that are extremely um resourceful with their media um weirdly enough there's this one guy i just like i don't know why but this one guy always like just sticks in the back of my head just because it's just it sounds dark but in the way that he ex like explains it it makes sense where he actually used his own blood to paint a giant like huge wall like i want to say like a 60 60 by 80 wall or something of like jesus christ and it the the thing that was interesting about that was i remember him saying that 
he he was layering the shading and the way it looks so realistic with the process of oxidation which is the way the blood turns into like that brownish hue he would use the process of oxidation in order to get the right uh lighting on the figure so it ended up actually looking like jesus christ holy shit yeah that's what i'm saying like if that's that's resourceful who's <laughs> those people that paint with blood like i own like yeah. a print of uh a painting someone did with it and it's like i don't with uh you saying like the oxidation and everything i'm like all right well that's how they get the different shadings and stuff but it's still just it blows my mind and it's something i don't yeah. know if i would ever do not because i get queasy to blood but i hate <laughs> needles <laughs> i hate needles so i just said it on an, the last podcast i'm like no taking blood out of me no 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 <laughs> i'll do it when need be but if i'm doing it for a painting though maybe maybe i'd be able to get through right <laughs> you gotta just like save it on the side like <laughs> <laughs> what's that right there that's uh the rainy day blood fund <laughs> don't, you don't want to touch it <laughs> yeah that i do a painting it looks terrible I'm like oh shit now what do i do it's, now <laughs> it's like a smiley face so like it looks even better because it looks like now just like a disturbing smiley face because it's in blood so it's like oh great like how beautiful <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of you know doing stuff like that is there yeah. is there something that like you've had in mind that like you've wanted to you know do like make a painting or drawing with that you haven't yet like say blood or like like um is there a form of media i haven't gotten to yeah. yet huh actually yeah i've actually been saving them because i have them forever but i want to do a painting with a bunch of googly eyes um, I have like packages and packages of googly eyes and I still haven't found like the idea for it yet, but it is a medium that I'm ready to use. Um, googly <laughs> eyes are sweet just because A, they're fun, but B, like they make them in so many different sizes. So you can really <laughs> add to the shapes of things and all that with the different sizes. Exactly. <laughs> All I think about now is everything, everywhere, all at once. Whenever I see the <laughs> eyes, I just, I want to cry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I want to cry. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, your art, you doing all of me, like different kinds of media and stuff. And I know it's hard to pick a favorite, but is there one like piece in particular you've done that just really sticks out? Not even maybe for an emotional level, but or just uh this is physically pleasing and I love this. Um, there is one that I can think of. Um, and it sucks because it's like I feel like I'm cheating on my other artwork. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like don't tell the other ones, but this <laughs> one's my favorite. But um <laughs> um so uh, it is something I worked on a couple of years ago, um, and it is, it's a personal favorite because of the uh, just the color effort it took to get into it. For example, the outline and the line work of this painting, or I would say like drawing rather, um, is, sorry, <laughs> is, um, uh, took me like two, three hours to jot down, but the coloring in that painting took two years um 
So that's kind of why it's sort of special. Um, and I have it posted on my Instagram. I call it Gal Galatea um, because it is, it is named after, <laughs> this is going to sound super silly, but Galatea is named after, um, I believe, a Roman goddess and also a character off of an anime that I absolutely love. And it's called Claymore. It's about, I think it's 2006 or seven, um, but it's an anime that is very like uh, surreal and just has a lot of these like female soldiers with giant swords, basically. And one of their names was Galatea, who was, who was very like subtle and quiet. And I don't know, I just liked her character design. So it kind of was inspired by her a little bit. Yeah. And with um with the pod, I always post, you know, examples of people's work and all that. So that yeah. that'll definitely be one that I'll need you to send me the picture of to put with the oh, post. You're gonna so, love it. <laughs> so anyone anyone listening, if you didn't see the post, go check it out if you haven't seen the painting already, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, with your stuff, you know, sold it at art shows or anything, or do you just kind of do it as like a because obviously each piece it seems like it's just very cathartic for you since you know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like, do you sell like prints or anything or? Um, I have some prints available, but I haven't really been like advertising them just because I'm not sure of like their quality. They're not really like, like rock solid prints for me and to be, um, I do, uh, have two, do I, I have, I know I have a painting that got into a gallery, uh, a Lawrence gallery a couple of years ago, um. I did have another entry that did get into another gallery, but like so many things are happening at that time that I wasn't able to set that second gallery, but no technicality, I got two galleries in and a couple of people have approached me for like tattoo commission designs. Um, I've had people kind of ask like, yeah, like, can I have like kind of like a sketch drawing of this so-and-so done? And I've just kind of did little, little commissions here and there, but Nothing too grand. I don't really like prioritizing, uh, kind of like vending my art as much as people enjoying it. I mean, if it gets to the point where people were uh, to enjoy it that much, I would wouldn't mind like selling those prints. But it's not really like a huge urgency right now. I just yeah. really enjoy like making it. Yeah. Oh cool. yeah, not the wrong with that. <laughs> I was just wondering because I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. I see like the pieces in the background. I'm like, all right, now like, do you oh, keep no. each one or because with me, it's like. <laughs> I have like the pieces that I'm like, no, like I want to keep these. But then there's ones where I'm just like, ah, that was a fun little thing. If someone enjoys it, they enjoy it, you know. And it's because I'm like, I, Sam yells at me when it comes to like, you know, I, I vend and all that. Cause I'm just like, ah, I like doing this and, you know, sell some, sell some yeah. artwork, spice, spice up your wall if you like it. Yeah. And she's like, you could sell your stuff for more. I'm like, I don't I I don't see that. I can't put a price on my shit though. I'm like, I I hate putting a price on my like when I put out a CD, right? Even though they're ancient now, obsolete. <laughs> I still like putting them out. But it's That's like, okay. With the art though, it's it's so hard to like kind of let pieces go sometimes, and yeah, it's it is such a just nice experience. Like when you're getting close to the end of a painting, it's like oh my god almost there that when you get to sit back and just like look at the piece it's so nice mm -hmm. yeah i um i have like a really close relationship when it comes to my art uh it's been kind of 
kind of like a saving grace for me as a person because I've been through a lot of things in my life personally, but art has always been something I could kind of like lean towards. It's always been something that I could like spend uh, any amount of time on on it. You know, it's it's a come and go thing. I know these days I have trouble making time for it because adulting and all that shit but um i do try to sit down once in a while and create something but i do remember being i still miss the days where i was young in high school and painting for like seven eight hours a day and i'd, I'd look at the clock and it's like four in the morning and i'm like oh my god i gotta go to bed i got school in the morning like and those were really cool days because you know not not as much responsibility but you know we're here for it thinking back to times like that it always sucks it's like ah if i could go back and a live in the moment or b for me it's i wish it's, i was just doing more of this than i was back yeah. then you know it said mm -hmm. no me and my hooligans friends were uh causing a ruckus hanging out at mcdonald's for five <laughs> hours like you using I mean, the same soda cup for five hours <laughs> i mean it's memories nonetheless and memories oh, yeah. also inspire art so nothing is truly wasted i mean i did <laughs> do a mcdonald's ronald mcdonald looking type painting once so there you go could have been, it was my subconscious saying hey remember all the time you spent in mcdonald's <laughs> that like dollar oh three on that soda <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about old mcdonald's pricings <laughs> old mcdonald's prices <laughs> um <laughs> have you um have you reached out to like you know do like any uh like sculpting or anything or is it mainly just um you know, like, I've done a... mm -hmm. i was just gonna say is it mainly like two-dimensional kind of i've done some sculpting um not too much uh i that is actually a medium i want to look into more towards the summer um because i feel like that'd be like kind of more like a fun outdoor thing you could do um I have some experience with sculpting. I've done kind of like more like mini figurines. I've done like a mermaid. Um, I remember making a gift for someone once where it was like two like fishes in like a pond and it was kind of like flattened. So it was more of like a stationary kind of design. Um, and that was pretty fun. I remember using a lot of tools to kind of like groove in the fin design and stuff. And it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It's sculpting it's one of those things that just it's so intriguing with like the different tools and everything and it's it's the one like the one medium that like i try and go back so much i have a block of clay sitting with my art supplies just like a cheap like sculpey one but mm -hmm. what i can't do is i can't get it smooth like mm. you know like how people get like they, they make it look so smooth there's no like cracks or anything no matter what i do i can't seem to get it down and that's just it, I, dis uh -huh. it just discourages me <laughs> i um i believe i believe to resolve that and i'm not super super sure on this but i believe to resolve that is you have to put just a little add a little bit of water to it and it should help with the cracks um if you add water, it'll resolve all of the cracks and become smooth. My issue, my issue is more when I'm using the clay. Um, 
uh you have to kind of like hollow it out in a way like if i were to make like a bust like someone's like head figure or something i would have to figure out a way to hollow out the inside so that there's no clay on the inside of the skull that's actually how sculptures are made they're hollowed out and then they're baked so that they're hardened to be solidified but they can't bake properly if it's still there's still stuff on the inside so i have trouble trying to figure out how to hollow out the thing once i'm done with it <laughs> oh what I, I always thought it was just a solid just like oh i need to make a head for a sculpture i'm just gonna take this ball of clay yeah, just solid what, chunk yeah. Like, what, yeah, yeah how do you how do you hollow that because like i'm thinking like all right even if you like rolled that's it flat I, and then mm -hmm. like hold it like the ends together but then i'm like then how are you supposed to work on it without it denting in i don't know i um i still have to kind of understand like the clay baking process too i'm not super uh super familiar with it because i still haven't done it but it's something that apparently is a part of is is important to the clay process because if you do not bake your clay once it is done that's when it'll crack when you're done mm. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm using the cheap air dry stuff, so that hey. could also be one of my issues. <laughs> I recommend trying out like like the one pound of like terracotta clay off like Amazon. Those are very good quality clay, and that's the kind of clay that if you add water, it will not crack. So, I've tried that product before. All right, I'll have to look into it then, because yeah, the stuff the stuff I had ain't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I'll send uh send a link over. Cool. Thank you. I got you. So you also do music. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch on anything or if you want to shift to music for a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, very intrigued. When uh, when did you get like into music and everything? Uh, I've kind of always been into music in terms of like uh, relating to it, uh, understanding the lyrics, getting inspired by it for my own poetry. Um understanding songs that you kind of took for granted when you were like younger things like that having those moments all of it kind of like collides together to have like a new appreciation for all the genres i enjoy and as well as inspiration for the things i would like to write so i really like music for that when um no you, you were saying like you kind of have like a little project in the works and all that yeah and yeah I um I have kind of like a band idea going on. Um, so me and a couple of people have been talking about working on some band work. Uh, we have five potential members, but I believe three of them are kind of more me myself included are kind of more into it seriously. I guess. Um, I do want to give the others, you know, some reasonable time because it's more yeah. of like a text group chat. So I want to give them some time because life life happens, but. Uh, in all seriousness, I, I do hope to uh, become like a lyricist and try to uh, be on vocals and see how that works out. Uh, my other member, he wants to improve his singing. Um, he's very interested in singing and he actually is more interested in something, singers like Elvis actually. Um, he kind of likes a lot of older music and he has more of a comfortable range being a low like almost like baritone kind of singer so he's kind of like intrigued with that kind of like format um and i'm kind of 
going to try and help them with what I can, of course, because I'm not like an expert expert, but <laughs> I, I do know I do know some tips and tricks uh, I picked up along the way. So uh, yeah. have you I think that earlier you said like you did more solo stuff. Have you been like been in bands before, though, like doing uh, uh -huh. vocals and everything or? No, this is my first attempt. This is like, you know, debut, like newbie stuff. Um, I have just practiced a lot of solo singing. I I feel like I'm, ex I'm excited for this project because I feel like I have like the confidence for it, the confidence in having fun and the confidence in fucking up. Um, for example, my uh, my other member that's a little bit more like trying to get into the singing is like, oh, you know, I, I'm trying to sing. I try to get it out, but like I get a little nervous trying to sing in front of other people. And I'm like, we, we got to break that. That's the first thing we got to break is you being scared of singing in front of people because it's. You know, I, I just got home the other day. I walked home and from work and I was just singing at the top of my lungs just by myself. I probably looked crazy, but I was doing <laughs> something with intent. So, you know, you, you just can't can't be afraid. You just got to do it. So I feel like I'm I'm capable of just, you know, getting it done. Yeah, it's my buddy, Josh. He uh, messaged me. It was before uh, it was like before a show and all that. And he started playing like washboard band and he's like, he he's the ultimate homeboy he just supports his friend's music and music he sees Aww. at those shows so much D dude's awesome he started That's playing funny. washboard and he's doing washboard at band now i'm like oh fuck yeah like i got to share the stage with him i was so excited but he messaged me like the night before a show and he's just like I don't know how the fuck you guys do it. Like, how do you just fucking go up there with this set list of songs and just fucking play it? Like, and if you fuck up, you don't even care. He's like, I'm scared shitless. I'm like, <laughs> the key is just have fun. Yeah. I'm like, because if you're having fun when you mess up, no one's going to care because you're going to be having fun with you. Mm -hmm. And like, this that's the main true. thing. If you're sitting up there looking like you just saw a ghost, I like and then you're just like people are gonna feel that energy you're totally like when you're in the room and like I feel like I've just as an artist I like being an observer and as an observer at concerts I've noticed that like the the most control of the vibe in the room is the band and you have to execute the way you want the crowd to feel in everything like in all of your being in that moment in in that set you have to just like get it even like exactly like even when you mess up you just gotta move forward have fun like it's fine it's whatever you know because if you pause you freeze you look at each other then everyone else is pausing freezing looking at each other and that's where that that weird like awkward vibe comes in and i've seen that happen too with certain people unfortunately and, and you know it sucks to see but you know there's also people that kind of like notice they're doing that and are like ah like anyways like you know it's like it's i feel like it's like a learned thing with practice as a musician too yeah ed's no matter how many years you do it you're always yeah. gonna mess up like i saw uh I saw Ozzy Osbourne on one of his many farewell tours. <laughs> and one of the closing songs was Mama, I'm Coming Home. Oh and, God. you know, it's like, you know, it was a tear jerky thing. It's like, ah, oh, it's the Prince of Darkness up there. Like, <laughs> this last time I'm going to hear Ozzy sing this song. I'm never going to hear Ozzy sing this again. And he messes up. Wow. And they continued going. And, like, I think, like, Zach Wilde was, like, the guitarist. And, like, he just looks mm -hmm. at him and, like, shakes his head laughing. 
they get mm. done playing. And I'm like, oh man, what a last experience of that song. And Ozzy's like, oh, I, I fucked that one up, mate. We're doing it again. And they went and they played My Mom Coming Home for a second time. Wow. <laughs> now everyone's just laughing, having a good time with it. <laughs> you know, not emotional. It's like, it's one of those things like in those moments of like, if you just own up to it and make a joke about it, you know, that, that yeah. adds to it too, because if you get the crowd laughing with you with it, that's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. And then I th- like nine times out of 10 artists always recovers. The band always recovers. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen anything like super catastrophic or anything. So you're totally right on that. They pretty much recover. Okay. <laughs> Miss one note, the lights start falling off the stage. Yeah, the drums explode. So <laughs> or just it starts looking riot. like freaking like the carry scene. The freaking doors are locked. <laughs> we can't get out. Help. There's a girl with blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just buckets of pig's blood start falling from nowhere. <laughs> That's a good movie. Oh, oh it's great with um with the music project what, what kind of like what kind of style are you writing at everything with it um i'm trying to see if we can do kind of like a punk rock thing we all really kind of like we don't have a band name we're still we're still like very set and like working on more of the important stuff like what, the, what style we want to do what songs we want to do and we're definitely leaning towards like a punk rock style it sounds like we wanted to like do alternative as well. I have some members kind of like chiming in about like rapping and doing like synth work and some like electronic. So more and I was saying like, okay, so you guys want to do something like punk rock and alternative like that's that's super cool because we can do a lot with that. And I have so many like inspirations on both aspects that could really, you know, be like, you know, take another listen to and come in handy. <laughs> That's the best part. It's like I love hearing when uh people like, you know, getting together to form a new music project, like just mm-hmm. taking all influence from all sides. Like I'm a firm believer, like, yeah, don't don't put yourself in a group of a genre. I'm like, always just go for everything and just mm-hmm. see what you come up with. Take all your influences and throw them in a pot. Very true. Yeah. We're uh definitely working on um making kind of sort of uh like collaborations obviously um but we were also kind of willing to kind of like collaborate like more on a interpersonal level like one-on-one as well within each other um but we'll just kind of like see how that goes i kind of want to like aim for more of like the band and like us doing it as a group first before kind of worrying about solo collabs with each other because we're just like we just have like so many ideas like but it's funny because it's like uh they have a lot of uh desire to do this band but they did not have a lot of ideas and i kind of like came along like dude that's funny i have like a ton of ideas but like no band and they were like and i was like and so that's kind of like how we kind of came to be so far it's pretty much how the door started i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) ben and i were just talking about the doors too but yeah it's you had Jim Morrison just walking the beach with his little poetry book of these beautiful poems and songs and yeah look at the music that came with it yeah when it comes to your writing like with the um with like your poetry and lyrics and stuff uh what kind of you know I know you said personal but I guess you could say like what what do you write and sing about if you don't mind 
revere revealing uh, not, if it's no not at all I, I don't mind at all i feel like as an artist like if you decide to a certain degree that you would like to share those aspects of yourself of like being an artist i feel like it kind of helps you become more comfortable with being vulnerable so um when it comes to like writing and stuff like that i i do write about the things i go through um usually like frustrations um either like within myself emotionally the uh incapability of expressing myself or some sort of fashion um usually the things i write about i kind of like remember look back on and i feel like they're powerful i feel like there are things that people can relate to and that's honestly the most important thing to me is that i just want my lyrics to be powerful that like someone hears it and it's just like wow like that's how I would feel like that's you know and, and I feel like that's that's why I'm so excited because I feel like the re that my reasons are right for the project you know like I have a good motive for it so it's good yeah just like with your art how the art is just very personal and you're making it mm -hmm. and putting it out there like just like hey check out this and um, you're getting that I release see. for you but also it's one of those things you're putting it out there with all this emotion behind it exactly that people could see it and reflect on themselves within it and yes that's what it's all about <laughs> so it's always fun to be relatable <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool though because it's like that when people see it it's i know you a lover of art and music and all stuff like that and myself and mm -hmm. anyone listening that is when you hear that song see that painting that kind of flicks the switch in your head of like shit i'm not alone in this feeling it kind of you always start to reflect on it and that's why so many songs hit so hard like it's because yeah. you really look within yourself with and that's what it's supposed to be yeah granted most of those songs for me are weird al yankovic because the guy's a genius <laughs> <laughs> it's they've there's also that too, the music that is just for fun, that like mm -hmm. is made to make you smile and bring you up yeah. and shit. So it's Yeah. I love I love those silly ones too. I uh I really enjoy them. <laughs> with uh, with your poetry, I know you said you had like fifty some odd poems written. Do you plan mm -hmm. to maybe do like a poetry book or just like release it like online, like as maybe like uh just single poems here and there? Or? um maybe like single poems i mean there there is enough for a book but i have to kind of like do more research on the process of publishing a book um because some of the poems I've, I've read to like close friends and i've been like hey like what do you think like is this like and they've said like ah like you should really like that like you should really share that with people like that was really nice like that was very like um like heavy but also very powerful and i really want to i kind of just really want to kind of like show people i i how do i put it it's like i enjoy presenting my existence with my art but i also enjoy having my art being something people can relate to and having that presence feel powerful for me that like someone can it's like someone can relate to this like it's like guess what that's that's my feelings that's how i feel <laughs> and you're relating to it that's cool and just that little aspect too is like it makes me humble as well so um yeah i could always do um like zines as well or something i something i've always wanted to do they just interest the hell out of me they're so cool like 
Okay. It's, like I was wondering if you were looking to release it in any way. So it's yeah. even even just reading it and getting it out there to people still. Oh you know, yeah, it's, it's so true. I, I I try I'm trying to think in that manner. I'm trying to think of like what are things that people would uh like what are the most productive ways that I can get my media out there in a way that people can enjoy. Um but I am, I've always been a little more self-conscious of my writing than my art because writing is a lot more of a newer hobby that I had than my art. My, I've been doing art for about 12 years now, um, but my writing I've been doing for about four years. So I'm like, oh, you know, but uh, I guess that's, that's could, you know, be stalling me a bit, which it shouldn't, but we'll get there. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like with, writing whether it be poetry or lyrics for a band all that too it's with art it's for the most part art is made like you got to think a little more where it's like mm -hmm. with poems and lyrics like yeah you, with some you still have to think but it's a little more clear cut where it's like all right, right so if i'm writing a song about this for the most part it's going to be pretty obvious Whereas mm -hmm. with a painting, it's like, you know, you can have, what do you say, yeah. banana, bananas and all this random <laughs> stuff on it and say, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Very true. I guess that's, I guess you're right. I guess uh, with my art, I I am vulnerable, but I'm kind of like allowed to be more elusive if I choose to be. But then with words, it's like, no, it's it's words. It's it's right there in front of you. So it is a little bit more like uh, vulnerable in a sense, but I don't mind either. I know some of my poems are kind of um, abrasive, but they're also bittersweet and they're also like very mel melancholic, I would say. Um, but nonetheless, very interesting to uh, like read. Like I sometimes will go through my notes and I'll read a poem that I wrote three years ago and I'll be like, whoa, I remember that. Like, or I'll remember like the moment I was in when I wrote that. I, I can like, I just, I was just doing this the other day, actually. I was looking at a poem and it was about like uh, an old, old partner. And I just remember being like, I was working at the McDonald's drive-thru when I wrote that. I remember that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it makes you like pause like remember where you were and like where you come from now and it's also a kind of thing that i like to reflect on too so it, that's a one like <laughs> technology is such a blessing and a curse but a yeah. memo pad in the palm of your hand always having it in your phone like it's the it's one of my favorite tools that i, I use and don't use because i put all this shit in it but i never look at it I yeah. got to write it on a physical calendar. I need to write it in an actual like little memo pad list and stuff. Right. I, I'm so bad with that. I'll make this whole to-do list and not do shit on it. <laughs> but then I write it on actual paper and just like scribbled in Sharpie. I bang that whole thing out. I don't yeah. get it. It's weird. You're probably just like a, like kind of like more like a visual learner where you kind of like have to see it in front of you maybe like. Probably. And it's like <laughs> with my phone too. It's, you know, trying to you know, play the whole social media game with this and like with everything. Else. It's, I hate being on the phone if I yeah, don't need to. I feel so, that. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like my brother and I had the t uh, conversation of with books. 
I need to hold a physical book to read it. I can't do I, like a tablet or anything. It's just I'm the same way. I'm the same way, actually. It, it's probably it's probably because of the whole phone thing of sitting on a phone <laughs> trying to read it or just a screen. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, I I uh, I have like a whole like bookshelf of books because I don't like using uh. I mean, I already look at a lot of screens for other things like, you know, my digital media, the phone, when I'm at work, I'm using computers a lot. And so it's just if I can relieve my eye strain to any sort of amount, I will try. So that's kind of why I get books. But I actually like them for on rare occasion, just highlighting um, like general words that I either don't know or I enjoy or just like lines that I like from the book. So those, that's kind of cool to do too especially with like doing words you don't know because it's mm -hmm. brought in the vocabulary a little bit like what was it what was that word that i highlighted in there oh all right and then go and look it up and something i need to do i need to get one of those word of the day calendars no instead i got goats and trees <laughs> i, ju I just looked up animals. at it <laughs> the goats well, will educate <laughs> well it was one of those i was like i need a calendar for this year i just Go on Amazon. I'm like, all right, calendars, goats and right. trees pops up, and I'm like, I'm sold for eight bucks. I am sold. I'm looking Heck at yeah. this majestic goat, just looking like he's ready to take the world, or she's ready to take. I don't know, and it's just sitting there <laughs> in this tree, just looking off. And I'm like, all right, this is what oh I see God. every morning walking out my door. I'm ready. Are they just like? Are they just like um like a like just one month is or is it just a whole twelve month theme of goats and trees this is a it's just 12 goats and month, it's a 12 month spread of goats and trees oh my god that's <laughs> i thought it was just like january no like, <laughs> i thought it was like farm animals like no like january is a singular goat then you'll go to another month and there'll be a tree with like 15 goats just oh chilling in it. it it's the greatest thing i ever saw i told no one i got it and then when the new year hit, I'm like, all right, check this out, fam. Goats and fucking trees. <laughs> my nieces looked at me like oh, Uncle Nick's on drugs. My grandma <laughs> was like, my grandson's on drugs and I love his calendar. <laughs> Sam was like, how high were you when you ordered? <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> it's it's good, though, because it's like walking out to work and everything. It's a nice little ha. -ha. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I um. Weirdly enough, I have a similar thing where there's a tattoo on my right arm towards like my shoulder. And it's like this derpy looking cat in a strawberry. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of he's kind of like my little little <laughs> ha ha just because of how derpy he looks. Oh and so whenever I'm like in a bad mood or I have a bad day, I just look at his derpy little face and I'm like, ha. So I understand that, that. <laughs> ultimate derpy face, but an awesome derpy face. Yes, yes, very, very cute cat. <laughs> kind, of, kind of coming full circle to the art and stuff, and showing your tattoos. Mm -hmm. When you were commissioned to like do the tattoos, it, you do them to, like just draw them and everything in your style, and do the they do the colors same way and everything like looking at your pieces behind you everyone listening can't see go look at the post there's gonna be pieces in there you can see um <laughs> like do they get it with like the coloring like looking at the uh 
ones you have in the back, like with that blue and pink and like the orange, like yeah. orange yellow. They get it like you do it in your style style or more like so, a sketchy portrait type thing. Um. So with these guys, uh, they are not like requested um tattoo designs these are just personal pieces yeah. um the tattoo commissions that people request are just like they have an idea of their own and they would like me to kind of just think of something for them and i kind of just wing it basically um and yeah <laughs> but like with the colors and everything and like oh, yes yes yeah, they you'd still do, they want do like certain colors like that yeah, like do you still do like the very vibrant like colors and everything and um, design it in those not typically actually people don't really uh request it that often um they do they they're more concerned about uh shape and the size of it overall and whether it is accurate to the idea that they had in mind uh, which I honestly don't mind because to think of the, this level of like color work is actually like a lot of my mental energy in terms of the, of the art. That's why I like, you know, Galatea took two years. Um, but uh, I, I kind of don't mind it as well because they can kind of just bring it to the artists of their choosing and, you know, the tattoo artists can kind of take over because that's another thing too, is being an artist versus like tattoo artists is, um, they don't want to feel like as a tattoo artist, they don't want to feel like they're kind of like just copying another person's art. Yeah. So I kind of like intentionally leave a lot open when I give them the drawings so that when they bring it to the artist, the artist is like, okay, this is kind of vague. I can kind of like double on this and like add more to it so they can feel like it's also kind of more their art. I kind of like try to make more of like a basic design of like accurate shape, size and whatever idea they wanted. Oh, that's cool that yeah leaving that like room for collaboration with you know the tattoo artists to do their thing with it because like with trying to get it to exact and everything too it's i could see it being strenuous because they're like all right i want to do diligence to like this this piece of one-of-a-kind art that this <laughs> artist put all their time and effort into right and it's like if they do one little hiccup with the coloring they'll be like oh you know it might like weigh on them and shit so all right that, yeah. that's that's cool that you know you kind of leave that room for hey, here's this you run with it now exactly passing yeah passing of the torch exactly no seriously i mean on my own personal like tattoos some of them i've designed myself but i've I've that's kind of how i learned that they don't really want to kind of feel like they're stealing from someone else because uh my leg tattoo features like a woman standing on the moon and her design was a lot more simpler when i brought the drawing in and then she ended up kind of adding her own things to it which i didn't mind because they ended up being things i loved like um like venus fly traps coming like growing around her feet and stuff like that like i didn't plan that but it was really really cool to see i really enjoyed it it's cool when they start spitballing those ideas with you and like mm -hmm. It's when I go with get a tattoo, it's usually like a general, like just idea and it's pretty clean cut. But uh, a friend of mine had uh, her husband, my buddy passed away and actually had the ashes mixed into the ink and got like Aww. this beautiful like rib piece done. And I was there for it because she's like, hey, do you want to come with me? I'm going to be there all day. Um, you know 
don't want to go alone just in case it's been a while and also yeah. you know and uh i'm like yeah i'll go it was when i was still in the pod so i brought it with me but uh this guy like that tattooed her was just like fantastic hearing the attention to detail like there was this woman in there that she wanted to get a a cross on her forearm mm-hmm. and he's like yeah well you don't want the like the long stem of it pointing towards you she's like well no i want to look down and see the cross he's like yeah but now when your arm's hanging down everyone sees an upside down cross on you <laughs> and like his like way of thinking but then when it came to my friend's tattoo he's like yeah this is what i designed i know you were saying this what do you think of this and like had all this extra stuff in it and mm-hmm. she was like blown away and yeah it was waterworks were going once he was all done in the grand reveal it was beautiful but it was like letting them have that room to work and everything it's yeah it's it's a good balance because um you know a t- like be like tattoo artists are are definitely like a competitive field uh that that is something i've I've been asked a lot of like oh why don't you try to like be a tattoo artist and it's just so competitive and like uh, honestly it has a lot of gatekeeping like a lot of artists are very like you can know like so you can't it's it's a tough difficult field in terms of like i feel like you have to kind of like know someone to get in there and then like work your way up which you know i don't blame them but um I think for me, I wouldn't enjoy it because I, uh, that's where I feel like I would think way too, like I would put way too much pressure on art and creativity and doing that as a career that it would change my relationship with art. And and that's why I would not want to do that. So no, knowing that if you mess up, it's in someone like, yeah, you could fix it here and there, but yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of like (laughs) shit and like literally can't bu- fuck up like no regrets <laughs> no <laughs> the moment you said that i immediately pictured just <laughs> yep <laughs> the scene from was that we're the millers mm-hmm. i think oh my god it's definitely a lot more competitive i you can see it like with everyone but the good thing i know like around here it's like there's so many different shops and stuff i see a lot of my friends like getting in and you know doing it and making a name for themselves with it like it's all like hell yeah like and that's where i started just like because i kind of stopped getting them for a bit but now Mm -hmm. like though i see so many of my friends opening up like you know a shop or become part of a shop i'm like i I need to get something done by them now like you know so my thing is i need to start it i'm having all of them because they all do different styles i want to get different uh clowns like different style random clowns and i figure Mm -hmm. it'd be a fun little thing here and there but yeah i say i say that as you know i say i hate needles well tattoos don't suck the blood out of me (laughs) that's true that's true they just push it out that's all sometimes oh yeah (laughs) with you know poetry music art all these different kinds of art is there anything like creativity wise that you've always wanted to do that you haven't really gotten to touch on yet um i've always wanted to do voice acting um like improv 
like just going up to like an open mic and doing like improv like that would always be very like intriguing um the voice acting more so because i've been told by a lot of people in my life that i seem very animated and i seem like almost like a cartoon character i've been compared to so many cartoon characters like it's ridiculous i think the most recent one was that girl from encanto with the big glasses i haven't seen the movie but she's like this like oh. spanish girl with these big glasses and is it Mar maribel maribel, I think yes. maribel maribel yeah yeah my old boss was like you're just like maribel i'm like what do you mean so like <laughs> I, I really wanted to like try to try to do that um I have no clue where to go with that and how to do that, but that's very, very backburner project. <laughs> it, it it always seems fun doing that, but mm -hmm. I I feel like you because I can see what you mean, like very animated, and I think you would be good with it. It's very thank you, very just emo emotive. Is that a? I think that's a word. Yeah, I, I emo emotive. So. I know what yeah. you're saying. Like just very like boop boop boop. Yeah. We're, we're 2020. We're in 2024. We could make up whatever words we want. You, yeah. If the politicians could do it, we could do it. <laughs> yeah. Vote and put in my voting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be cool though. Getting into mm -hmm. that, and I feel like with that too, it's with I'm doing this podcast with this cheap ass Amazon mic. You know, it's yeah, that ups are so easy to do stuff like that. Like with the voice acting, you might need a little more like sound proofing mm -hmm. to really make it crisp and pop. But like aside from that, it's something that I'm sure there's ways around, it, especially with all these like streaming services and stuff. There's so much new, you know, movies and shows coming out. Very true. I am. Um, it's funny because it's like I. There's, it's like, I, I just get this like creative urge to to really do a lot of like my solo projects that I have. Like, like I said, I, ne I never run out of ideas. And like, ultimately, it would be really cool to animate my Druid and, Fo my Druid and Fox comic, uh, to be ultimately a series. Um, I get a lot of feedback from the, the comics that I have. There's about like 15 like set comics like just like a single singular page you know couple panel comics um and people have said that it's very uh almost like ominous but also whimsical it's got it kind of has a cross between like adventure time and chowder but with like a little tiny darker spin on it um so i'm interested to like see how that comes out and like i like i just you know i could make the soundtrack for it and like ultimately if i learned to do the voice acting like maybe do a couple lines here and there like oh it would be so interesting but you know i, I think i can do it i think so too and it would be cool too because you were saying like how those are like really you know personal about you and like different kind of things with life it's mm -hmm. it makes sense for you to do the voice acting like why not voice yeah acting? yeah but that would be really cool and it's with the soundtrack and all that i'm sure you know ben and boo would could help out like if you oh needed gosh, like because yeah. ben's music is so good spoiler yes. alert, oh my using... god yes did you just <laughs> did you check out the um abominable anxiety he just dropped like before christmas yeah the the yeah the christmas off oh, so good yeah that was my favorite i like the stepbrothers edit that he put in there oh my god they, they were great they were really great at that it's <laughs> yeah uh, 
I love it was last year's there was uh a song on it called uh silent uh, silent night manic night i believe i heard of that <laughs> it's like a surfy it yeah. like turns it into like a yeah. surfy vibe i but love it, it it starts off just so fucking dark and i'm just like dude you're just you're making me sad for the holidays and then dude like, <laughs> it's like just kidding here you go <laughs> it's they're good people and that's someone that's Very like true making making a cartoon with them and like would i feel like it'd be so much fun like i need you to make cartoon yeah. music because it's already cartoon music that's true now that i think about it i mean i i guess the only reason why i haven't asked them is because i just don't uh i guess want to like swamp them with projects it seems like uh they are very uh into like their own like making their own music right now so i don't want to be like yeah you just like those and you know <laughs> especially since like i don't really think it's like a super big priority for me right now but i definitely would not mind like talking to them about it and seeing how they felt about it <laughs> well i'm sure they're gonna listen to this episode so <laughs> no! hey guys love you can't wait to see the cartoon <laughs> oh my gosh I literally I would have them I would have them and Boo like voice act in it so bad. Like they're just like that special. Like just very genuine people. <laughs> and they have very good like cartoon animated voices and stuff. Yeah. It's, yes. It, the thing is like with uh with like Ben the other day, I was like, hey, I it was like a message I didn't respond to from like days ago. Mm -hmm. Always happens with them. I feel so bad. I respond, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way. I'm doing this new music endeavor. It's a compilation. I need something from you. And it was like, but then we have like so many other things we talk about doing that. Yeah. No, it's when you're a musician, you're never just a musician for one thing. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, it's a very, um, it's, a, it's like a solar system. It's like got a little bit of everything in it. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool when, you know, when you do art as well and everything and just bring it all in and it makes everything. It's like a Megazord of you. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got the tri Triratosaurus Rex. That's your art. And you got the Panther. That's your uh, music. It just all comes together. It's like Janelli. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like an episode of like Power Rangers and like every little piece is like transforming into like the dude and he's just like Exactly. I love that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm thinking of like that one vine that's like dead in the water now, but it's like Brandon Yuri and he's like singing like the the Power Rangers theme song and he's like go go Power Rangers and he's like and he just goes so ridiculously high. And I'm like, how does this guy do it? Like, I am like <laughs> jealous, amazed, and also cringing at it. How am I doing this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel all these emotions over the Power Rangers theme song? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've seen I get I get yelled at all the time because I don't get Vine references. There was oh. one vine I remember of Tyler, the creator, just going, oh, no, I hope I don't fall. And then proceeding to fall down a flight of stairs, bouncing each one. And like the way like, his head's bouncing, is it was the funniest thing. That was it. Right. I don't it's... remember any other vines. 
That's okay. I, I wasn't a huge Vine user myself, but um, uh, I remember checking in on it from time to time. Uh, but it wasn't really like a popular street like platform I would use either. Just usually people like send me stuff. So I'm like, all right, I guess I have to get it because everyone's sending me stuff now. So that's kind of like why I had it. So I, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Plus that was like when Instagram wasn't doing videos i believe so it's like then all of a sudden yeah. instagram you could do videos and then tiktok comes out and then forget it you just have videos everywhere yeah. so the, the video only app no good <laughs> yeah it's like peace out all right so i don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on or if you want to start winding it down i know you had a long day at work and we're probably like an hour and a half in yeah awesome i mean um I, I wanted to ask you something. Um, I oh, noticed okay. <laughs> I noticed that uh, Boo had shared a story of the the mask of the the terror clown mask. Why yes. are you intrigued with clowns? What, what what's this clown thing for you? So it, it all started when I saw Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, and I oh, thought I, I'm totally fucking around <laughs> right now. No, it's, I, I mean, unironically, I do love the Joker character. Great, uh, legendary supervillain and all that. But um, mm -hmm. nah, the clown thing, it um, I've just I've always loved clowns. One of my favorite movies growing up and now is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like one of my Aww. top B-rated horror movies. But like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I remember as a kid, I was always scared shitless of the clown scene. But like <laughs> always still just had a fatuation with clowns. And then um, when I started the job I'm at now, I ended up was actually flipped the first work truck they gave me. Mm. And uh, I like the passenger door was towards the sky and I climbed oh. out and like people were literally going to school and going to friends of mine saying, hey, I saw Nick's work truck flipped. I think he's dead. Oh. And like my friends were texting me like, dude, are you fucking dead? Tell me you're alive. And like oh I popped gosh. out, yeah, and I popped out, and I'm standing on top of this truck. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm fired!" And like, this was like a good paying job. I got yeah. the truck because I passed it two pesticide license exams, and like, I just everything flashed before my eyes. And like, the cops showed up, and I call my boss. And I'm like, Adrian, I I flipped the truck. I'm I'm so sorry. She's like, "Are you okay?" Like, I'm yeah. coming down there, and the cops like you hear him go to someone and he's like who was the driver and they're like him he's like oh this clown right here i'm like <gasps> fuck you pig <laughs> but he said that was like being a complete douche to me yeah yeah, yeah and all yeah, my no, co-workers were like joking around they're like uh this clown and like we're like kind of mocking oh, me in a fun way because it's all uh -huh. older people Get this clown yeah. like and it was like that was when i started making music on my own and um I've always been just like kind of relatable to a clown. And then it was like I one night I uh found out check it out with Dr. Steve Brule and it was the first time I've ever seen it and it was the pleasure episode and he goes to a fair. He's like and I found this dingus clown. He wasn't even a funny clown. He's just some old guy in makeup. And I was playing a show the next day. I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to pull on clown makeup. I'll just be a dingus clown." And then like a few days later went to Salem wore clown mm -hmm. makeup because i was just like oh, i'll just do i'll do the clown thing again but i'll do my own yeah. kind of spin and like we were like just causing a ruckus like all the protesters like from the churches and stuff 
you know, banishing everyone to hell. We were just kind of standing up to them and ev all the crap they were saying. Wow. And my brother and my buddy were just kind of like, oh, this dingus clown just kept calling me dingus clown. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm dingus the clown now. Wow. And so it was like a long fascination with clowns and it sort of bloomed into this. And then also not for nothing. My birthday is April Fool's Day. Like oh, legit April 1st is my birthday. Yeah. So I've always been referred to as like the April Fool and stuff. And my grandmother's birthday is also April 1st. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's amazing. How many people have that birthday? It's awesome. Yeah. I think it's like a statistically common birthday. I'm not sure, but that's super cool. I, I, I enjoy that story because, um, I, I really wanted to like ask where like it came from since I like I just like funny enough before I saw uh Boo share that um on their Instagram I you know the times I would come over I was just over like last weekend and I was like I remember just being like stoned as hell and like <laughs> looking over and like spacing out on that and then I've noticed that like you would post that a lot and I'm like that that's from Nick that's Nick <laughs> like I was like wait a minute and i was like oh and i like put two to two together and that's and then like boo kind of like confirmed it for me like this morning i was like yes yeah i knew it so i was like that's why i wanted to funny enough ask today so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um it's just something that kind of i've just always loved clowns and just through the years that relationship developed more and more Mm -hmm. And then, like, it became a persona. And then, like, I was trying to split the two with my shit. And then it was mm -hmm. kind of, uh, yeah, I, no, there's no separating the two. This is me. I am Dingus the Clown. I, I just, um, I had to mail something out to someone that they bought off me. And it was like a piece I did. And they said, uh, they're like, no, I got to ask. I'm like, do you like going by Dingus or do you have a Christian name? I'm like, that's oh, funny. My, middle names christian but i'm like <laughs> honestly i'm like people call me dingus people call me nick i'm like i don't care i'm like i'm both so it's it's just something that's been growing character wise it's kind of my expression of when i you know when i'm doing the social media i'll throw on one of the masks i made like i have mm -hmm. like a kind of paper mache looks like it's human skin mask and yeah, I'm like, I've seen that one. I've yeah. seen that one. That one's cool. And like, there's not like a lot of hair. Like, it's just like kind of like the the eyes mainly. Yeah, it's mainly like yeah. the eyes. It's just it stops right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that I made because it was like, I love Texas Chainsaw. I'm like, all right, I want kind of a, you know, human yeah. skin looking, but fun. You know, mm -hmm. kind of like you're painting with like the intestines, like how I was saying with that. Like, yeah, you know, it makes you think where it's like. Oh, that mask's uneasy and someone just said oh it reminds me of death of, death of the family joker i'm like mm. oh well i'm like i thought about that when i was making it but primarily leatherface because my favorite horror icon but right. um yeah it's just it's kind of my creative character that ropes it all in that like i find myself not needing it as much it was kind of my face to put on whether it be makeup or a mask to have that confidence to put stuff out there and do this mm. and that so yeah super cool <laughs> thank you yeah it's i, I get made fun of sometimes i don't care <laughs> you could say he's a dingus ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like but then i had friends that like do clowning stuff they're like i'm so jealous of your name dingus the clown so goddamn good i'm like <laughs> sorry i'm like 
thanks check it out with dr steve brule he just he called a guy a dingus clown i'm like hey and i'm like i can't juggle can't unicycle i'm just a dingus clown like <laughs> and so, that's a-okay <laughs> so now next time you're over there and you're stone looking at it you can be like i know the origin story of course but, especially the way you told it too very origin story it's weird though because shit just connected full circle where there's a picture of my buddy Sam and I, and it's, I think it's right outside of where Ben and Boo live now. Mm. And it was in Salem, the Halloween dingus was born. Oh, and I'm God. pretty sure I got to pull the picture up, but it may very well be right outside of their place. Oh, if, wow. If, if not, it's block or two down. Mm, probably, yeah. I'm gonna That's pull so it up cool. <laughs> was that like, was that when you knew them or before, or like, was it before you knew them? That was actually before I knew them. It was before they even lived there. Wow. Um, they, they weren't even together. Actually, this was like 2014 ish, maybe. Yeah. So this was like way back. And I actually, I met Ben playing a show as a festival and it was when I was already doing that stuff. And, and that's a whole other story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to bore the people listening with that story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 the long-winded dingus the clown. Ah, that's okay. Origin the, tale. The windedness was asked for, so it's yeah. okay. But uh, uh, thank you for sharing, for uh, and thank <laughs> you for asking. But um, yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on with what you do, or um? No, I think um, I think we covered a lot. I think um, I think we kind of compacted everything out and explained it. But thank cool. you for uh, having me and uh, you know, like, uh, going back and forth. This was also like a great conversation. So, oh yeah, I'm glad you yeah. have fun, and we're not done yet because you know you do all of this for you. But now it's <laughs> time we take a little ego trip. And you, <laughs> you let the world know that's listening, where to find your art. I'm going to mm. jot down in my phone where to find you. Just so I know to link all of them. Anyone listening, you go to the bio of this, go click it. I always put the links in there. And yeah, fire away. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, you can definitely check me out at Janelle Lissette. That's J-N-E-L-Y-L-I-S-S-E-T-T-E underscore art underscore uh if you want to check out more of my art or if you want to have any questions about my art or any concerns or any tips if you want to get your own art started uh just hit me up there and that's instagram yes that's an instagram social media awesome and that's the only one you got um for right now yeah i'm considering oh. expanding to facebook but i'm not quite sure yet because i feel like you know facebook's media is kind of meh my art but we'll see yeah instagram with arts definitely one of the better spots to put it and kind of get yeah. it out to the world more but mm -hmm. well easy enough go follow the instagram yeah. <laughs> and anyone listening that doesn't know me i'm nicholas christian you can find me at cult underscore sure underscore on facebook and instagram at terror underscore tunes t-o-o-n-s underscore on facebook instagram and tiktok and then there's terratoons.bandcamp.com which has some of my art figurines i made merch for culture terratoons all sorts of shit go check it out and yeah 
Janelle, thank you so much for hopping on. This was great. Yeah. Thank you so it's... much. Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Anytime. And <laughs> it was it was cool to learn more about you and your Aww. art and everything because it was we met so briefly. It was a great Very night true. in Salem, all of us hanging out. And then it wasn't until like weeks later that you decided, oh, yeah, here's my art Instagram. I show it to Sam. I'm like, you see this shit? <laughs> and, and, and Sam's like, she's like a Picasso. Look at this. Like, Aww, it was blown away so by your art. And I'm like, all right, I need to get you on. Need to talk Aww, to you about it. So thank I'm glad you. we can yeah, make this no, work. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, that you... Uh, thought my art was interesting and you wanted to uh ask more about it it's really it's really thoughtful thank you of course anytime right, well till next time thank you so till much for time. coming on it was great talking yeah. to you and all right everyone take care and here to play us out on this week's episode of the cold sure podcast is vader's vibrators with their song mochi's shrimpy munchies <laughs>